Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us as we continue our great conversations with great professionals in and around the area about issues that affect you. And today we're talking with the VNA, Lutheran Senior Life. And we're going to be talking about hospice and palliative care and kind of where we are right now in in care and the healthcare workers, telehealth, things along that line as well. Before we get into our conversation, though, let me give you the list of how you can listen, because those ways are still in existence. We haven't changed those in our recent months. We still have you on the radio. You can catch us there. You can catch us online streaming. You can listen live, WISR 680 com. That's also the place that you would go for the podcast of the day, and this will be it. You go onto our website and yeah, class, open up your computers, right? See programs, then Let's Talk, and then you would look for VNA Lutheran Senior Life. And then you can also listen to us on your Alexa-powered device. So if you have Alexa sitting there and you just say, Alexa, play WISR 680, that should be enough. We'll come up there and you can listen to us live. Oh, and there's also the app. If you have a mobile device that you want to listen that way, there's an app you just download and go from there. All right, so let's do this. Today we have with us Danielle Hoffman. She's been on the show before, marketing supervisor for VNA Hospice and Palliative Care. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us again. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you. And it is something that we do need to continue talking about, hospice and palliative care, because as I've said many times on this show, until you're in those shoes, then you really don't, I don't think that you really pay attention to the information. So we're going to review all of that. But before we do, let me ask you a couple of questions about where we are right now uh, since we've been going through the pandemic. Uh, let me ask about your healthcare workers, because your healthcare workers are going into locations, you're going into people's homes. How has that been working for you? It's been working out really well. In fact, recently we just had all of our healthcare workers tested for COVID, and they will be continually um, tested for COVID as well. So not even any symptoms. It's just that you wanted to make sure everyone was safe, and you went That's ahead and, and, and tested. And everybody has been cleared thus far. Okay. So your healthcare workers can, well, everybody can be rest assured that, you know, that test has been done for your healthcare workers. Let me ask, uh, have you had any response from your healthcare workers going into homes? Um, what's the reaction been like for, for the patients who have your nurses coming in and taking care of them? I think it's, it's going really well. Um, our nurses have a great rapport with their patients and, and vice versa. So they have a lot of respect for each other, and we do have the opportunity um, to do telehealth monitoring if need be. Say if the patient were to wake up and maybe has a little cough, could be nothing to do with COVID, maybe just not sure, doesn't want to expose anyone, we can do a telehealth um, visit, um, you know, whether we could um, help, you know, with the doctor um, once one, whatever it may be, we can coordinate that. Where do we start with this if we are just getting into hospice or maybe the need of palliative care? Should we start off with um, telehealth or because and I ask that because I can't remember what I had to call the my PCP for or a doctor recently for. And I thought, how do I do this? Do I go into the office or do I do telehealth? So that's where this question is stemming, yeah. because you have something very specific that you're focused on, which is palliative care and hospice care. Yes, I always recommend calling into our office. Um, we have a great team, great staff that can point you in the right direction. 
um, how it, with our, um, and we can talk about paying decisions and I can go into that, but we can do a, you know, if you're not wanting someone to come in and talk to your family, we can do it even a telehealth visit with a social worker as well. So you have a choice, you have an option, if you will. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So we can just give you a call. What is your phone number? So we can it's reach out to you. 724 so, Danielle, what I want to ask you are all those uh, generic questions that we ask all the time, because I think it is important for us to understand, especially during these times, on what do we do with hospice care? Uh, when do we get into hospice care? Uh, where do you start this conversation with people, especially now with COVID? Is there an extra concern that people are asking you about whenever someone goes into hospice? I think there's always a concern. Um, people and families um, kind of feel like there's, you know, that's kind of the very, very last resort. Um, but it is known in hospice um, when your symptoms are managed and under care, you actually can live a little longer with definitely a better quality of life in hospice care. What do people go into hospice care for? They can go in whenever you have a serious illness and you just don't want treatments anymore, and you just want comfort care. You want all your symptoms just managed, and you can live a quality life in your home. Do people end up in a situation when they are in palliative care, and they may mentally, emotionally get to that spot where you're describing, they just don't want to do this anymore, but they're not necessarily in hospice care? Um, is, is there a conversation that can be had to say this is where we can go, or do you leave it up to the patient? Now, absolutely. Well, one, the patient always has a choice. And two, we can do a caring decision, and that is um, just where a representative would come out, talk to the patient and their family and whoever needs to, to discuss and explore, like, their health care options when they're facing that serious illness. And there is no charge to the family or patient. When is it time for hospice? Is, is there a certain time that you, as a specialist, your nurses, uh, do they see and do they suggest, okay, maybe this is not just a time for the conversation, but this is where we recommend that you go? Yes, our nurses are very well educated on hospice. They will guide their patients in the right direction. However, at the end of the day, it is the patient and their family's decision. I do recommend the, the earlier you get in hospice, the more benefits you're getting from hospice care. Now, hospice isn't a destination. It's not a location. It's more of a time period, right, in someone's life. Even though you can be in a certain location, you can be at your home if you That's are correct. in hospice. So let me ask you, let me go back to the times that we're living right now with COVID-19, the pandemic. When we're trying to visit each other, but we're only trying to visit each other if, if we're family members, do you recommend that people visit or not visit someone that's in hospice? And that's a hard question because I think a lot of people want to make sure that they visit their loved ones if they're in hospice. But what do we do during this period? Of course. Um, I believe you need to be smart about it. If you have a family member that would like to come and visit and they just came from a vacation that is a hot spot, I would highly recommend that they do their quarantine for their however long, the, the two weeks, um, 
possibly even get tested themselves, make sure that they don't have that temperature or cough or any symptoms. And and should you still wear a mask? Is that is that a recommendation, even if you're going into someone's home? Because you're talking about somebody who has um, a, a life-limiting illness. Of course. I, I believe the responsibility is, is to wear a mask, keep them safe as much as we can. So who should be in constant visitation with an individual who's at home and they're in a hospice? Of course, you're going to have to have a caregiver there. Uh, to be able to make sure that the person is okay, the individual is okay. You have the visiting nurse, VNA, VNA, and the nurses that are are coming along to to help as well. Should you limit the amount of people that are around on a daily given basis? Uh, I think that always would be a good idea. You never want to put yourself or the patient where there's 20 people in your house having a party. That's that's just not a good idea. Um, obviously, the more people, the more chance of getting something. Right. Because there's always the option of visiting virtually. I know that's not the same. I understand that's not the same. But uh, we, we, we're we not in a hospice situation at the time, but I, I have to tell you, we were in the hospital and uh, grandparents on different floors. And so we took the mobile device that was in front of us, and one of my family members connected the two. You know, so we have, like, Grandma downstairs, Pap upstairs, you know, and they're talking to each other. And I I always remember that moment because now that we're living in the age that we're living in, is that a good option to be able to, in a sense, visit, but visit virtually? Absolutely. And I know even if our nurses are in there and the patient wants to see somebody, you know, maybe they can help coordinate that because not everyone knows how to do that. And that's okay. But we're here to help. Yeah. Even those that think that we know about technology. Now we're thrown into this virtual world and it's it's a whole new ball game for us to try to figure that out. So I'm glad that your nurses is. I know, we're isn't all it? We're learning together. Even if we business on the business end have to be in a virtual meeting, it's like what button do I press? So, you exactly. Know, it, you're uh, exactly right. Right? And I'm so glad you're I'm glad your nurses are there to be able to help out where they can and when they can when that comes up. Of course. Um, VNA Lutheran Senior Life. How often do you visit someone in hospice? Is that determined by the doctor, the nurse, or do you go out every day? How, how do you determine that? That's determined, um, obviously, by the nurse that's visiting. Um, it can be determined by the doctor as well. It's a collaboration um, on, on just to take care of the patient and to keep them comfortable and to keep their symptoms under control. And have you been well, able? We have, yeah. we have, we're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And how does that work as well? Again, if somebody's just going into a hospice scenario and they're choosing VNA Lutheran Senior Life, um, explain to them how you are available. So if it's three o'clock in the morning and they need you, they're talking to somebody local. You know, they're not talking to somebody in, no, no offense against Arkansas or Wyoming or California, but they're not out of state. Exactly. We're right here local. Uh, all of our nurses can be in reach. You can call, like I said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm only guessing, I don't have any data in front of me, but I'm only guessing that there are some times in the middle of the night that people don't call because they feel feel bad in interrupting you, right? I mean, they feel guilty that they have a question. Um, you're there for a reason, to answer the questions. So what are some things that hold people back? Like, what are the questions they should be asking, but sometimes they don't want to because it's 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning? Of course. Um, some maybe just aren't sure if 
this is supposed to happen or if this is how they're supposed to feel, um, whichever, they can always call. The other thing is take advantage while your nurse is there. If you have any questions, write them down. And that way when the nurse comes in, definitely, you know, have all those questions answered. But by far, if they, they need to call at 2 a.m., they need to call. And that's also, I'm sure, emotionally helpful for the caregivers to have somebody on the other line, especially that's local with VNA Lutheran Senior Life. Can you talk about the emotional care that goes into what you all do, uh, not only for the patient, but also for the caregivers? Of course. We um, we have, a like I said, it's a collaboration of a team. We have social worker, spiritual. We can have a volunteer even go into the home. Um, and, and maybe just sit there and read a book or grab the mail or just to talk, which is always nice. Now, again, we're focused on, on hospice today, but I know you're also associated with palliative care with VNA Lutheran Senior Life. Is there any emotional care that is different when you're talking about the different levels of care, or do you uh, come in a little bit more when it's hospice? Again, that all depends. It's individualized, and uh, the RN will definitely determine um, how often, and along with their doctor, um, just to make sure that they're being managed correctly. What are your goals of of your hospice care? If um, somebody internally were to ask you, what is it that you would like to see happen for the patients and the families? To live the best quality of life they can can have in the remainder um, of their time. And also, I want to reach their goals as well, the patient's goals. And what goals do you typically hear from people? Because I think you and I, not being in hospice, would have mightily different goals than those who are in hospice. And so if we don't understand what the hospice needs are, it doesn't give us a great enough picture, I don't believe. So that's why I'm asking you, what are those goals that people in hospice share with you? Some of those goals are merely just, you know, seeing seeing their grandson or maybe seeing a wedding, an upcoming wedding coming up, or a lot of it's just to be comfortable in their own home. And this is a, um, a situation that is always, of course, difficult to, to talk about when it's hospice. And palliative care is... Um, it's one of those scenarios that I always picture palliative care is if we go any further that we have to go into hospice and that means end of life. Do people still think that way? Do you still have that stigma that hospice means end of life? Oh, of, of course. Um, they, they believe you go into hospice, uh, there's, you know, no hope. That's not the case. We have people coming in and out of hospice care and you can do that. Sometimes we get a patient in the hospice, we manage their symptoms. They actually become better where we have to, you know, take them out of hospice care. And can you explain that a little bit? Because that is the one thing that after all these years of me talking about hospice care with you, that, that still gets me tripped up a little bit. Because how do you go into hospice and get out of hospice and sometimes have to go back in? But how do you get in and out of, how do you fluctuate between that stage? Of course. Um, well, you could... So you could have a congestive heart failure patient or a cardiac patient where they entered into our um, hospice care end stage, and we managed them so well. We got their medications under control. They're no longer um, 
you know, minimize shortness of breath or oxygen where it needs to be. And we can then switch them over or take them out and just keep an eye on them. And if they need be, we can put them back in. What do you do for families uh, during this time? I know the nurses are are experts in in their fields and they take care of uh, a patient uh, with their health. But do you also offer like a respite care where where family members can can take a moment and whether they need to nap or go shopping or or do something to take care of the home? Right. We definitely our nurses can coordinate that. If um, respite care is just if you can think of a little vacation for the caregiver, the caregiver just to take that break where the patient would be under care so that that even if, say, if the caregiver wants to go on vacation for a week, um, they're able to do that. We're talking with Daniel Hoffman, a marketing supervisor for VNA Hospice and Palliative Care. Of course, VNA and Lutheran Senior Life have been a, a great partner with each other for a few years now. And it just seems like yesterday, but it's been a few years now that that partnership came about. And Daniel, what I wanted to ask you about a little bit is that partnership and just your thoughts on, on how it's been, because it has been a few years now. And it's given you a, a greater reach to be able to have Lutheran Senior Life on board. Oh, definitely. I think um, overall the the continuum of care um, is excellent with Lutheran Senior Life along with VNA together. We can complete the circle. And how far out do you reach? I know we're talking to you being based in Butler, but how far out do you reach with your services? Uh, We do cover seven counties. Uh, We do make sure in hospice that, you know, we are able to cover those counties. And whenever, if you were um, needing, you know, our services, you can always call into that phone number and they can make sure before, we, you know, we even put you in that we cover you, we take your insurance, all that good stuff. One thing that's important for us to know as a community is that when it comes time that we are in the position where we need to talk about palliative care or hospice care, that we have the power of choice. So we can choose VNA Lutheran Senior Life. Uh, even if somebody suggests, say, I would go with X, Y, and Z company, we have the power to choose. And so if we're going to choose VNA Lutheran Senior Life or if we're out there you know, asking questions of, of a lot of different um, organizations, what are those questions that you feel that we should be asking of you um, so we can evaluate if, if you are indeed uh, our cho- choice to go with. I mean, a lot of folks will just jump on board and say, hey, I've heard of you, therefore let's go, <laughs> you know, and that's fine. Um, but what are some questions that we should be putting together so we can ask the right questions? Well, I think one is um, we are local. We are available. We can be there. The other is we do take most insurances. However, I do always recommend make sure, you know, when you call in, they are central intake. We'll definitely check on that for sure. Um, the other thing is we've been around for a long time, so we must be doing something right, correct? Um, that's yeah, so right. Yeah, it's we've been... been in business like for over 50 years. Right. And so that's something that, that is very special and, and powerful, I think, because you know the area. That's one thing that if you're local and, I mean, you say Shakori, you say Slippery Rock, I mean, you know exactly where you're going and, and what that's about. Exactly. And your nurses, what areas did they serve? So let, let's say Slippery Rock versus Saxonburg. You know, you have a wide span of right. range in between those two. Um, if, do you have nurses that cover a particular area said that they like take care of Slippery Rock area or do they go all yes. over the county? Yes, we do have nurses that are 
um, you know, assigned to certain areas. Uh, and they do collaborate if need be, if one nurse isn't so busy um, where they can, you know, ha- help someone else out. So they're always working together to make sure all the areas are covered. Danielle, let's get you the phone number. I was going to say your phone number, meaning VNA Lutheran Senior Life. But let's get the phone number out there again and the website just in case somebody would like to look you up. I know we have a few minutes left with you, but still, uh, let's get that information out in case they would like to be in contact. Sure. Our phone number again is 724-282-6806. And our website is LutheranSeniorLife.org. So, Danielle, something that I've asked a lot of people in the past many months is the love of the job. And so I'm curious for you, why is it that you love doing what you do? Uh, You have a very difficult position, in my opinion, because you're talking about hospice, you're talking about palliative care, and those can be very um, uh, sensitive conversations, if you will, and you're dealing with a lot of emotion from family members. So just interested in, in what is the draw for you to be in the field that you're in? Why do you love what you do? It is very hard sometimes, um, but I'm just here to make a difference in someone's life. I just want to make their quality of life the best it can be. Can you tell me what VNA Lutheran Senior Life does in the way of grief support? What do you have to offer when it comes to t- the time where, where a family does have to say goodbye to a loved one? What does VNA Lutheran Senior Life offer? Yes, we do have um, grief support. We even, uh, well, before all COVID, we had some grief support um, groups even. However, you can always, uh, we, we keep in touch with our patients' families unless they say, hey, we no longer need you, and that is fine as well. Are those groups still meeting in some way, or, or are those on hold for now, the grief support groups? They can always, um, we can always have someone reach out um, to the, the patient's family or whoever may be calling. And I know you didn't come on to specifically talk about them, but that's one thing that I've been wondering is how are groups, generally speaking, meeting? Uh, you have a lot of groups that are self-help groups, and, and um, that's a difficult point right now to be able to get together and gather. Uh, Lutheran Senior Life, VNA, of course, uh, here to serve you with your needs with hospice and palliative care. Anything new on the horizon, or are we just right now just taking things day by day because of the environment that we're living in with the, with the pandemic? Yes, we are just um, you know, making sure everyone's being protected and getting COVID tested and make sure that we're all doing the right thing for our patients. So as we go through uh, the next many months, we just want to make sure that people know that you are here in case you need the um, services of Lutheran Senior Life and VNA with palliative care and hospice care. And does this have to start, this, this relationship, this partnership, does it have to start once you're in the hospital for some reason? Or can we reach out now if we're concerned about a person's health of course you can reach out anytime and call and so what are those questions that people um would be concerned about if they're at home they haven't been in an emergency situation but then they are wondering should i call somebody about um, getting some extra care right um there's really 
uh, people call for all different, um, you know, my, my mom has been in the hospital three times in the past two weeks, um, not real sure what to do with them, or just, you know, my dad hasn't been able to get up for two weeks. Any, any question, you can always call us. Do you need to have a doctor's script before somebody calls you? And, and I think that I, I still have it in my brain that we always have to go to the PCP first before we come and, and get extra help. Is that the way it still is, or do we, can we directly call you to get your help? Yes, you can always directly call us, especially with our caring decision program, um, where we can definitely have someone talk to you about uh, the options of care that you may have and then direct you in the right direction. How long has Caring Decisions been around for folks? I know we've talked about this before on the program, so I know it's been around, but do you know the history of that? Do you know how long it's been? I'm not sure actually how long it's been. I know we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, and it's something that I think that is needed, but again, we don't think about until we're in the moment. So, folks, if you're thinking that this could be something down the road that you want to talk through, then now would be a good time to set this up. And and is this best done in person or can we do this virtually because of the sensitive nature of conversations? And I ask that because I think there was a thought that if we're online with discussions that somehow that information could get out there. How do you securely have conversations like this when you're talking about caring decisions? Yes, everything we do is definitely secure, and we can do a caring decision um, virtually um, if the patient would request that. Danielle, with Lutheran Senior Life VNA, again, I thank you for being here and talking about hospice, of course, palliative care, as well, the caring decisions, and you offer many other services. So, folks, you would like to get a hold of VNA Lutheran Senior Life, Danielle. I'm going to have you give out that phone number and contact information. If you would do that now, that would be fabulous. Sure. You can always call 724 282 6806. And Danielle, before I let you go, I just want to get your final thoughts on what our discussion today with whether it be telehealth or COVID, the way we're living right now, hospice. I'll leave it up to you and on just what your final thought you would like to share with us would be today. I believe we all need to keep moving forward, be positive, and we're all in this together. Danielle, VNA, Lutheran Senior Life, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. And folks, thank you very much for joining us with this segment of Let's Talk. And again, this will be on our website as the podcast for the day. And so how you access that is you go WISR680.com online, and then you pick Programs, Let's Talk, and then you look for VNA Lutheran Senior Life. Thanks so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. And thanks to VNA Lutheran Senior Life, I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.